everybody and welcome to this week's edition of The Organist On Course with me Damon Cox where tonight we're focusing on a rather interesting and slightly different subject called the sounds of the silence, that's to say silent films which is rather ironic from an audio-only podcast but please bear with me because there's plenty of interesting sounds and music coming up plus a chat with a man who's doing great things to bring the sounds of cinema organs to new people through the medium of silent film, and that's Aaron Hawthorne, who will be here to chat with us in a little while. But before we get to the main feature, as it were, here's a track I recorded on my standout VTPO. For those of you out of the loop, yes, the standout console is now fully playable. It doesn't have any stop tabs at the moment, or stop units for that matter, but at least I can sit at the console with a couple of pistons and enjoy playing the organ and at least imagining how it might sound. So here's a novelty track from 1937 that I recorded called The Snake Charmer. truly inspired very much by Horace Finch with that arrangement of the Snake Charmer. Now it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the microphone that young master of the silent screen, Mr. Aaron Hawthorne. Hello, Aaron. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. And how are you? I am very well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Now let's chat a bit more in a moment and get underway with the main feature, as it were, with a track called Slapstick, which accompanied a film which featured in the International Youth Silent Film Festival. Nathan Avakian is at the console of the Riviera Theatre North Tonawanda and its free manual 16 rank Wurlitzer. <laughs> Thank you. 
Slapstick with Nathan Avakian at the console. And I believe, Aaron, you were at this event when you were at the A2S convention in Rochester that year? Yes, I was fortunate to actually be in the room and hear all about the work that Nathan does, which I think is absolutely incredible. Anything that's going to promote the world of theatre organ and silent film and silent film accompaniment is is a big plus to me. Now, you, you've taken a different route from most young organists, at least in this country, um, and it's really focused on the art of silent film accompaniment. What inspired you to go down this uh, very different route? I think it was totally an accident, believe it or not, because uh, I, I believe it was in the work that I was involved with the Scottish Cinema Organ Trust at Paul Shawsborough Hall with their Wurlitzer there. Um, and quite the early days, actually, when I was going there as a very, very young organist, uh, still sort of learning, I guess, they were very, very supportive, if anything, over-supportive and had a lot of confidence in me. And I remember, you know, I'd only really kind of got to grips with the thing. And, you know, six months after, they asked me to play a silent film for a sort of doors open day type weekend. Uh, so it was, a, it was a short Laurel and Hardy thing. And I thought, oh, how hard can it be? Um, and indeed, it is very hard and very difficult. And my eyes were opened. But ever since then, I, I sort of just kept dipping my toe in the water of the silent film world. And uh, yeah, just sort of started putting on some of my own events, again, at Pollock Shaw's and some other places that would have me. And in the end, it sort of led to the Phantom of the Opera tour that we did last year, which was really quite a big uh, confirmation moment for me where I sort of realised, you know what, I really, really enjoy doing this. And it's clear that other people get joy out of experiencing it with me. And I'm just absolutely hooked on it at the moment. Now, you, you were joined in that tour by Rosie Laveries. You toured the UK and the Netherlands. So as a bit of a nod to that tour uh, and Phantom, I thought I would include this track by Lee Irwin, who was one of America's great silent film accompanists, from an LP where he plays snippets of his own interpretations of the silent greats. So here he is with his version of Phantom of the Opera. <laughs>
Irwin at the Richard F. Klein residence well, it's uh, with his impressions of the Phantom of the Opera. Now, Aaron, after your last tour last year, what was the audience reaction? Did you reach a new audience? Yes, definitely. Um, we we were of course fighting with the world, sort of post not post pandemic because it was very much still during the pandemic, but post lockdowns, and that was a very interesting audience because. It wasn't necessarily a very high quantity of audience everywhere that we went. Some places we sold out, other places we could have done with a few more bums on seats. But I think I can very confidently say that every single venue that we visited, we were aware, either through the organisers or through talking to the audience afterwards, that these people had never either stepped foot in the building before, had never heard an organ played like that before, had never watched a silent film with live accompaniment before. It, there was something new for everyone who was there. And from that point of view, we, we call it a complete success because uh, the sort of sheer scale of new people compared to, you know, maybe existing members of different organisations or, or venues, etc., uh, was really quite something. So... I am really hoping that with this tour and other silent film projects, uh, we can sort of now expand on that audience uh, and and get them coming back. And that very well may be the new wave of, of people that we need for the Cinemorgan world, or who knows, we could even get a completely different group of people this time around. Uh, I'm really actually excited to, to find out what that audience is going to be for this tour. Silent film has fallen in and out of fashion, and I think it's coming back in now. But in the 80s, musical sisters Florence de Jong and Ina Barger were busy as ever accompanying silent films and spent a lot of time at the BFI on their piano doing so. If only the BFI had a cinema organ. Anyway, here's something a little bit different featuring Ina Barger with some music to accompany The Black Pirate, including the themes Buried Treasure, Our Hero, Island Fight, Arabian Dance, Spanish Armada and Outside Escorial.
Ina Barger at the piano with music to accompany the Black Pirate. Now, Aaron, you're here to promote your next epic screen tour, Nosferatu. Why that film and where are you going? So the reason we'd done Phantom last year was really only because Rosie and I had already piloted that as a single event at Pollock Shaw's. And it was a great success. It was a bit of a sellout. It was wonderful. Um, and so we thought, okay, we can do something with that and take it on the road. But it actually only dawned on me when I was thinking, oh, you know, I, I want to do a silent film tour this year and, and sort of trying to research what film it should be that many, many wonderful silent films are celebrating their 100th anniversary. And Nosferatu is, of course, uh, from 1922 and it's celebrating its anniversary this year. So I thought it, it's one that I wanted to do. I, I wanted to, again, play on the sort of October, November time to try and market it as a sort of Halloween-esque event. And so it does help that it's a horror film. And so, yeah, it's celebrating its 100th birthday it's a spooky film that we can put on around Halloween. It just can all adds up and, and makes sense to me. And where are you going? Where can you find out more about uh, the venues and dates and times and all the rest of it? So there are 11 venues, 10 of which have now been announced. One is still a bit of a, a secret. Um, 10 venues planned throughout the UK. And I am kicking the tour off over in Amsterdam at the Pathé Tushinsky the most gorgeous theatre in the world. Um, visiting some places that I went to last year with Phantom, but also visiting some new places, which is very exciting. So I'm excited to uh, visit those venues that we've done Phantom in to see if that audience are going to come back and to see if we can establish a new audience at some of the venues that I've not been to before with a, a silent film. But you can find all the info and ticket prices and things on my website, which is hotorgan.com. Well, we'll certainly put a link of that uh, in the description on the website. And now you've been kind enough to record some samples on the fantastic Saltair Wurlitzer. Tell me about the scene where this will appear in. I almost don't want to give it away because anyone can go onto YouTube and actually watch uh, any one of the very high quality versions of the film on, on some really YouTube. When I was sort of playing around at Saltair and had the film playing in front of me on my iPad, um, this is the scene, uh, and you will hopefully be able to hear this through the music, where uh, we are following our protagonist as he sort of tries to go and uncover uh, Nosferatu, the vampire. Uh, and it's not so much a bit of a jump scare, but certainly a, a moment in the film uh, where the tension is high and we get one of those early looks at Count Orlock. So it's very tense uh, and hopefully the music would help you sort of imagine that sort of scenario and get you clinging to your seat. Well, let's take a listen.
Well, that sent shivers down my spine. And thank you, Aaron, for your time in your ever-busy schedule to chat. And I hope your tour goes well. In fact, I think I'm down to see it uh, three times, so I'll know it inside out. So thanks, Aaron. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. We must get you some sort of uh, multiple booking discount, I think. (laughs) Well, to end, here's another rather obscure track in silent film theme, which was broadcast by Bobby Pagan on the 7th of December 1967 on the fiery Ritz Richmond Wurlitzer. And well, I'll leave Bobby to announce the track in his own unique way. Just a word about Diane. I first met her in one of the last great silent films in 1927 when these fabulous organs accompanied the second feature, long after the tinkling piano had gone out. Which brings me to the final item, giving you an impression of the capers we used to get up to following the screen capers of Chaplin, Sid Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, Buster Keaton and so on. I call this item soundtrack from a silent film and I warn you anything may happen. last little piece, such music as there was in that effort, was written for orchestras to play for films, silent films, as long ago as 1915, and it's called Chiro, which goes for me too. But one parting thought, don't take your wife for granted, take her to the pictures. Goodbye.
Bobby Pagan signing off in his rather unique way there at the Ritz Richmond organ, bringing this week's spotlight on the sounds of the silence to a close. I do hope you've enjoyed something different. It's a little bit uh, niche, even more niche. It's a niche within a niche, actually. Um, But nonetheless, it's been great to chat to Aaron and to find out a little bit more about a different world that we don't tend to focus on on this week's show. Please do try and support Aaron. He's doing really great things to try and encourage the future of the cinema organ. And his silent film accompaniment skills are, well, they're, they're second to none. Anyway, from me, Damon Cox, signing off saying take care until next Thursday at 8pm with another edition of The Organist Encores. So bye for now. <laughs> <laughs>